Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. And it's time for TC Live as we take a look at Winston-Salem after a big night of tennis there and in a couple other cities in the U.S. as we get set for the U.S. Open. Last round of tune-ups in the hardcourt season. Winston-Salem, Cleveland, and Chicago all in action today. Coming up on TC Live, we'll walk you through all the highlights from the women in Chicago and Cleveland, the men in North Carolina, and the final tune-ups for the U.S. Open next week in New York. Speaking of the Open, we'll debate who's the best current male player who is not won a major, and whether any of them will break through and deny Novak Djokovic at the Open. And we'll show you Rafael Nadal back in action this past weekend. All right, it wasn't on a tennis court, but, you know, he was doing something, so that's good news. Hey, everybody, welcome in to TC Live. Rob Similcare, Prakash Armitage, and Nick Pereira here. First time this group has teamed up for a TC Live, so what could possibly go wrong? Anyway, we're excited for uh, the U.S. Open next week. Listen, tennis fans are waiting for this last major of the year, a U.S. Open with fans in the stands for the first time in two years. It should be great. I, I can't wait. First, lovely to see you guys, Rob, and enjoying your work. Nico, you said the first time we were going to do this, you owe me a big steak dinner. Uh, haven't paid up yet, but I cannot wait for that, uh, for that steak. No worries, but it's your hometown, so you should at least be changing. He got me there. He got me there. Listen, New York coming up, I, I cannot wait for it. The atmosphere around it is unlike anything else, and I think that's one of the things that the players have to manage, and it's going to be very interesting. This year, fans again. I can't tell who's more excited, the fans or the players going to be wild. Well, the thing is that it's the best time of the year for tennis, and we are officially in Grand Slam watch with Djokovic looking for the the fourth major of the year, and I feel that the guys at this time usually are pretty tired. Novak did the smart thing by not playing coming into the Open. There is going to be a lot of pressure. All right, well, he certainly will be facing the pressure, and he's had a great year, of course. On the female side, you know who's had a great year is Alina Svitolina, who not only did she get married to Gail Monfils, but then she picked up herself some hardware in Tokyo, a bronze medal at the Olympics. So she's had herself a nice year, and here she is getting ready for the U.S. Open in Chicago today, taking on Clara Barella, France. Well, playing her first weeks as Madame Monfils, she lost the first set, started a bit slow, but quickly took control of this match, coming back to win the second set easily. You see Burrell there getting some treatment. Great to see tennis in Chicago. Kamal Murray doing a great job there. The crowd's just huge. You'll see later with Venus coming onto the court. But Svitolina, as the first seed, had no problems in that second set. And her dominance continued into the third set. It's good to see her here in good form. One of the best players in the world. Things are good in the Svitolina home with the marriage, with the wins. And they will keep coming. And you mentioned our friend Kamal Murray. He got Venus Williams, a big name, to show up in Chicago. Here she is taking on Shea. 
Well, I was chatting with Venus just before this event, and I know she was very, very fired up to get out there and play. It is a truly a, a, a testament to her how much she loves the sport, even at this age. The problem is, if you're not completely 100% healthy, one of the last people you want to play is Shea Su Wei. She slices and dices, moves you all over the court, doesn't really give you much, and you always have to beat her. And, and that was the big issue today. Venus couldn't quite move. She was struggling with bending down on some of her groundies. Didn't have much pop on her serve. I, I would really like her to just kind of get back to 100%. I think that's going to give her her best chance of putting some match wins on the board. Well, we talked about the Open and how much excitement there will be in New York as we see Venus getting the love from the crowd in Chicago. Great crowds there. and You know, it was great. She, she, despite the loss, Nick, a lot of smiles from Venus out there. It looked like she was having fun. The question is, can she give fans in New York what they all want, which is a Labor Day weekend with Venus Williams still in the tournament? Oh, that would be a dream come true, especially in the place where she first discovered herself. When we discovered her playing with those beats, playing with all that energy, and she won there a couple of times, there will be nothing better for fans in New York, for tennis fans at at, you know, at large, and especially for Venus Williams to ride into the sunset with a great performance in the house that she built. Uh, Nico, I couldn't agree more. The, the thing they say with an athlete is the easiest time to play is at the beginning of your career and at the end of your career. It's when you have the least amount of pressure on you, and hopefully Venus can soak that up a little bit, even though she expects a lot from herself whenever she steps on the court. But as you said, Nico, it's a very special place for her, and and I want to see a little magic. Hopefully she can stay healthy, strike that together, and uh, I know we're all waiting to cheer for it. We are believers, you know, and I, and I think Venus deserves that. She's having issues with the movement, and she got better as the match went on. I hope that she can work it in the next week, and you have to tell us what she told you on the phone because that's important information. All right, guys. Meanwhile, the men in action in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Wake Forest University. And let's start off with the Americans. Stevie Johnson taking on Alexi Popperin. My guy, the Trojan, Stevie Johnson out there. Brutal first set. I think it was, it was very important. If Stevie was able to sort of squeeze this first set out, it may have made a bit of a difference. This was a giant game here. Stevie had some opportunities. He was in there. At the end of the day, the big man doing what he does best, getting to the net, putting some pressure on, able to get his hand on that backhand volley, squeezes it out. And again, Parpin going to work here in the second set with that serve and that forehand. Stevie trying a little, uh, little, little flick there. Nico, a shot from the, from the old days. Not able to pull it off. Little unfortunate. I think Stevie's still got some fantastic tennis in him in his career. He just uh, needs to get a little bit of momentum together. You can see, not the best body language ending, but still got faith in my boy. Stevie, nice win for Popperin, though. So Popperin moves on. Meanwhile, Lopez and Pui. From your guy to my guy, 39-year-old Feli Lopez, a month away from 40. This guy just keeps on going. Tournament director in Madrid playing Luca Puy, the Frenchman. Puy qualified last night, having a match point against him with Noah Rubin. And the French guy won a two-and-a-half-hour duel. And today just dominated Lopez from the start. The ex-top tenor quarterfinals at the U.S. Open quarterfinals at Wimbledon has dropped a bit since, but looking for his level. Look at the athleticism from the 39-year-old, but it was Pui at the end putting it away. Feli did not look comfortable on the court, but it was mo mostly because yeah, of this match. guy that Wait. closes with a flourish.
All right. Meanwhile, interesting situation on the women's side. You got two tournaments happening at the same time: Cleveland and Chicago, both 250s on the WTA side. Let's take a look at what went down in Cleveland. Tennis in the land. This tournament is called and. Lauren Davis, the American, she's from the land, an Ohio native playing in front of her home fans. Never easy playing in front of your home fans. And on top of that, you get to play the second seat, the court, by the way. Fantastic. Great job. The fans in Cleveland are loving it. It's great to see tennis visiting new cities. But Lauren Davis won the first set, but Annette Kontovic had something coming because she hustled and she ran and she defended her way back into this match. I felt that Davis just got a little pressured there after winning the first set and Contovit and her experience just took over after that. A little frustration from Lauren that has had her struggles off late. It's good to see her playing at home in front of her fans, but Contovit was just too, bit, too good today. Tough one there for Lauren, not, not able to pull it out in her, in her hometown. It's very seldom you actually get that opportunity to play in your hometown. There's a ton of pressure on you, and it's going to be a tough sleep tonight. But uh, still, as you said, great experience to get that opportunity. I guess she gets to sleep at home, you know, at least. In her own bed, exactly. As a tennis player, you don't get to do that too often. It's true, a consolation prize for Davis. Let's take a look at what we got coming up tomorrow here on Tennis Channel. The women and the men all in action. I'll start with you, Prakash. What jumps out? Listen, my big foe. Big foe is on the come up. He's been playing good tennis, and he's taking on Andy. Andy seems inspired this week. Got him at the squeegee in Cincinnati, motivated to get that early practice in. Played once before, had a great battle in Cincinnati last year. Murray won in three sets, but always going to have the crowd. Andy's playing one of the greatest champs we've seen in our sport last 10 years. I'm expecting him to play a great match. You took the boys. I'm going with the ladies. Number one seed, Daria Kasatkina against Katie McNally. Always excited to watch these two great athletes. Kasatkina has been playing a lot better tennis the last three, four months. Big challenge for the American, but a big opportunity on the other hand. Who do you think, when you look at Winston-Salem, what man needs to perform well going into the Open? Is there anybody who needs to win a few matches, get some momentum built going into New York? Well, it's interesting. It's one of those events where, look, you don't have the guys who are really gunning for the title at the U.S. Open playing it. So it's one of those sort of bonus opportunities. Anyone who can get a little bit of momentum there, they all of a sudden feel like the U.S. Open isn't as big as just another match, and they're in that flow of winning matches there. But listen, I I got my eyes on Andy Murray. Well, the top eight seeds are all inside the top 50. So these guys are serious players. And Carreño Busta got to the semifinals of the U.S. Open that time that he lost to Kevin Anderson. And I feel he has some steps to come into his confidence again. It could be a big push for the Spaniard. All right, guys, we'll take a break. When we come back here on TC Live, more highlights, more scores from everything going on in the U.S., a lot of tennis happening. Meanwhile, we'll take a look at maybe the next big three, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, and Zverev. Which one has the most upside? Coming up. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them.
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Alexander Zverev is the champion. Medvedev is the master. Tsitsipas in seventh heaven. Medvedev, 10 hardcore titles. will make that 11 and a grass court title. He is a Masters 1000 champion. And he can hardly believe it. Tsitsipas, he's won more matches than anyone else. And you can see why. All right, well, with no Federer, no Nadal at the U.S. Open, it's starting to feel like a changing of the guard. And if there is one, these may be the next guards of tennis. Daniil Medvedev, Stefanos Tsitsipas, and Alexander Zverev. They are currently ranked two, three, and four in the world. And Prakash, it feels like something is about to happen with these three. You, you, you feel it. You saw the, 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 the performance in Canada and Cincinnati. So... I start with you. Which of these three men is going to be the first to break through and win a major? Just right to it, huh? Right no to it. warm-up conversation, uh-uh, just, just bang, bang. Right on the spot. Okay. I am a man of my word, <laughs> so I am going to go back to February where I picked Stefanos as the guy who was going to take the first slam out of this group. And even though a lot has happened in the last three, four weeks, Olympics, the last two Master Series events, Medvedev, Zverev, I think I got to stick with my word. I would also just like to point out, I was looking pretty good in June. Then we had a little uh, mishap in the finals of the French. But because of that, I'm going to have to stick with my guy. All right. Well, I just think because of momentum, we see, you know, that medal around the neck of uh, Mr. Zverev. And we saw how he played yesterday in that final. That was just a thing of beauty to watch him play like that. So I have to go with him into the U.S. Open as a second favorite after um, Novak Djokovic. But to win the next slam, I just feel this guy has gotten his dogs in a row for the fact that he simplified everything. He tried to be coached by some great guys. It didn't work out. He stuck with his father, with his brother, stayed within himself. And he just seems to be the more even keel guy going into next week. All right, well, you may have just answered this question, but the, the next question to you is, which of them do you think does have the best chance of winning in New York? Obviously, Djokovic will continue to be everybody's favorite, despite the fact that he hasn't played since the Olympics. But clearly, you're on the you're, you're on this Zverev train. I there. think yeah, I think it's it's the same answer to both questions: who is going to win the first slam and and who is the favorite going into New York? I feel he's ready to win next week, and that's why I answered the two questions in one. This guy is just. Lights out from the ground. His first serve has just come on in numbers that you don't see too often. He cured the yips in the second serve. He's actually starting to come into the net, feeling more comfortable at net. And this guy, with that wingspan, the way he's moving, it's perfect. And the perfect timing coming in practically undefeated into next week. Now, my answer for this one is going to seem a little contradictory to my last answer, but I'm actually going to agree with Nico on this one, and I am going with Zverev. If you had asked me a little while ago, a couple weeks, I would have probably gone with Medvedev, but watching Zverev up close in Cincinnati, it just seemed like he had a different glow about him. I'm not sure if the Olympics had 
I don't know, alleviated some pressure, but he was just walking around there as if he should be the number one player in the world, as if he should be winning these titles. And I think that little extra glow and the fact that he picked up this Master Series title, he couldn't be going into New York with any more confidence. Now, he did say he still thinks Novak is the favorite, so, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out, but... I think of this group, he's got the best shot. It sounds like you still think Novak, though, is, is your pick in New York. Well, if that happens, then my answers might actually play out. Because <laughs> Novak might make be sense there, of and Steph comes through next year for Sky to <laughs> win. So I'm trying to help you, you make sense Listen, of your you, answers. You, you got to put something on the hard six, the hard eight, maybe the field. Got to play the whole thing and just let those dice All right, run. note to self, trip here. to Vegas with this guy <laughs> next year for the U.S. Open. All right, our last question. This is more of the long-term question. Yes, one or the other might win the next one, but long-term, okay, if you've got to pick one of these guys to win the most in their career, who you got? I'm, I'm going with Steph. I'm going with Steph on this one purely on a, a numbers game. I think he's got the most complete game, and I think that's just going to continue improving. When I first saw him play in 2019 at Queens up close, I, I thought this guy is definitely becoming number one in the world. He has a mentality to do it. I think he's completely dedicated. And the fact that he has the most complete game, I think, plays well on all surfaces. Daniil says he definitely struggles on clay. Zverev, not sure how comfortable he feels on grass with the movement. So those are two slams, which are possible question marks. Steph... I think he can perform on all of them. So I'm going with, uh, with King Arthur, as I like to call him. I think so, and I really enjoy the way he plays, and I like his style more than the other two guys, but I'm going to stick with the same guy. I just think Zverev is destined to, to great things. You said it. You gave me a clue last week when you said this guy just exudes confidence. I've been in the referee's office when he was younger, and he would come in and ask to play in the main course. He likes the pressure. He likes the big time, and I just think that his sales are just getting full of wind. And once he starts going, it's going to be hard to stop him because he's a very self-confident guy, and confidence goes a long way in this game. All right, so three questions. Zverev, the answer all three times for you. I'm Clearly, a, you're a fan. I'm a consistent man. Yeah, which I like. We like the consistency. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't confuse being a fan with what I think. You know, I, you know I'm a fan, it's, it's relative. I'm talking strictly tennis mm -hmm. here. And, and I think this guy, you know, has, has all the tools. And what I've been seeing lately, the way he played against Djokovic in the Olympics after that set and a half and what we saw in the finals against Rublev yesterday is just something that uh, it's next level, level tennis, I think. Well, one thing that's I, I, interesting to me, all three questions, all three of your answers, Medvedev wasn't in any of your answers. So w w is how much of that has changed just in the last few weeks that neither of you guys has really seen Daniil as, as the guy among these three? Well, it, it's frightening. When he when I played in Toronto and I saw him up close, and then for the first few rounds in Cincinnati, he literally looked un, unbeatable. And at that height, I've never seen any athlete move that well at that height, the way he defends, the, his offense. I mean, look, he, he's been to the final of the U.S. Open. He nearly won it against Rafa. So he's, he's right up there, but... You know, you just kind of do a little bit of the math, the calculations, and he didn't end up in it's, my It's a tough question, it, and, and it could go either way. Medvedev, such a great service, such a great returner. I actually enjoy watching his matches because you can see him thinking. You know, he's, he's like a, a chess player, a chess grandmaster. He actually looks like one, too. But uh, it's tough to pick. Medvedev sometimes looks untouchable, like he did against uh, Rublev in that first set and a half until he crashed against the camera. Well, the Russians yeah. have had some great chess players. They've had yeah. some great tennis players as well. We'll see if Medvedev can follow in that tradition. When we come back, this guy, Rafael Nadal, that's the sport 
we like to see him playing here on the Tennis Channel. Not the sport he was playing this past weekend. We'll tell you about it when we come back. In the land in Cleveland, Ohio, Daria Kasakina and Kava Yuvan. Yuvan, a great player, very talented, has not gotten the results that I think she's capable of. And it's great to see Kasakina coming back to her form that took her to the top 10 in 2018. She struggled there for the past season and a half, switched coaches, took a new attitude towards the game, a lot more positive. She's not shooting herself on the foot, total control in the first set. Yuvan doing everything she could, but look at the athleticism from Kasakina. She just looks like she's dancing out there. We know she can hit the ball very cleanly. And look at the variation up the line with the topskin. No problem, full of confidence, and what a beautiful court we have this week there in Cleveland. Back to Winston-Salem we go now. Musetti and Korea. Pretty interesting matchup here. Both of these players right around each other in the rankings, both having terrific years, albeit most of their best results coming on clay, but uh, very dead even. Yeah. Not much separated them. They were very similar on break points, right around 50%. Both had a ton of chances. They both returned very well. But uh, it was about one break that separated them in each set. Musetti coming in with a little bit of bad luck earlier in this hardcore season. And, Canada, he wasn't able to follow COVID protocols, ended up getting kicked out of the tournament, so wasn't able to get matches there. You can see Korea needing a little bit of help here with the heat. We've seen that a little bit. Taylor Fritz had some struggles in Canada, as did Fabio Fonini, but Korea still finding a way. Big backhand up the line there. Maintains the lead. Serves it out nicely at the end. Coming in with a, a lot of matches, Game, but he should match. feel very good about himself squeezing Korea that out, not feeling 100%. All right, so the three-set win for Corey. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world of social media. A lot happening ahead of the U.S. Open next week. And let's start with Rafael Nadal. The last time we saw him on a tennis court, it was in Washington, D.C. Of course, he got one win in there and then had to leave the tournament because of his injury situation and sadly, of course, will not be in the U.S. Open. But maybe he's aspiring to uh, another U.S. Open down the road as uh, I didn't know much about Nadal's golf game. But I I like to finish there. Looks good. He played in an amateur golf event this past weekend. So he's not just sitting at home while he nurses this injury. Well, what do you guys think about that? Have you, have you seen him play? What do we know about his golf game? Well, we know he, he is a righty, so he plays right-handed. And his swing is very similar to his backhand swing. And we know he doesn't miss many of those. So he's a single-digit handicap. He loves playing. He's very competitive, and he is a good golfer. Listen, I, I got two things to say about him. One, you get out there, stay a little active still, not putting a lot of pressure on that foot, so still allowing it to heal. And number two, I've watched Rafa play some golf, and in the sand, he really chokes up on the club. I tried it, and it works. So he, he's helped my golf game. <laughs> Pretty much try anything Nadal tries in any sport. I think it's probably a good call. All right, check this out. Caroline Garcina, Garcia doing, uh, this is stretching, I, I guess. I, I'm not familiar with this 
form of exercise. In yoga, sometimes I'll try the headstand, but Prakash, is this something you try? Is this part of your training regimen? Listen, Rob, I, I do a lot of things in the gym, okay? But, but <laughs> nothing as useful as this. See, she is training something that can, can sustain her for life, flexibility, She's obviously working on some blood flow. Listen, you want someone to leg press 20 plates? I'm your guy. You want someone to teach you useful stuff? You, you, you better go to Kelly Garcia. Come on, that's Frank. not me. That's not me. You have one of these in the in the green room hanging there. That's that's a harness that catches you in the hips, not in your in your ankles, and it allows you to stretch your back. But you should try it, Frank. I mean, it'll loosen you up to lift up a little bit heavier dumbbells than you showed today. The only thing I got hanging in the green room is all my meals, Nico. Boy, Nico, it scares me to think about doing that. All right, well, let's take a look at tomorrow's television schedule. We start in Cleveland and Chicago. Both those tournaments kicking off at noon Eastern time on Tennis Channel TC+. Then we'll head to Winston-Salem at 3 o'clock Eastern time. And of course, TC Live wrapping it up. Back to wrap this one up after this. U.S. Open on Tennis Channel. Our coverage begins next Monday. TC Live will start us off every day at 10 o'clock Eastern Time with a one-hour pregame show. Then, after play is over, you can catch encores of the best matches of the day, nightly at midnight. All that kicking off next Monday here on Tennis Channel. Excited to get that going. Excited about this hot shot of the day, Prakash. Well, listen, listen. If you're going to win the first set and then have a not great next couple sets, but you got everyone in the crowd cheering for you. You got to at least give them some highlight stuff. Side to side, ends up with a dead on the run, backhand winner, clean strike cross court. You know what? She had the people on the feet there, and you know what? She's going to remember that. Lauren Davis playing at home, didn't get the win, but gave him a highlight in that one. And guys, let's take a look Tuesday. A lot going on across the country. Three tournaments happening. Our featured matches look like this. There you see it getting started with the ladies up top. And you got to love the Tiafo and Murray match in Winston-Salem. Well, Murray was scheduled to play Kyrgios, who pulled out minutes before the match. He ended up playing Noah Rubin. Tiafo gets a wild card. He's playing a little bit better under the tutelage of South Africa's Wayne Ferreira. I think he's improved a lot. Wayne has brought in a lot of experience. He's winning ways. Tiafo a lot more composed. He will need to be so tomorrow against Murray, who is a guy that has been playing better. He's been feeling more confident in that magical hip. So we'll see. I got a chance to watch Francis up close yep. in Cincinnati when he was playing against Diego Schwartzman. Yep. Tight match there, but listen, he was in the stands, high-fiving people, really taking it all in, and he thrives off of that. Yes. And now that we're slowly getting back to normalcy, God willing, I think he's going to make use of that, and I think it's going to be a show. All right, guys, well, all that kicks off tomorrow, noon Eastern time. We start in Chicago and Cleveland, then Winston-Salem at 3 o'clock Eastern time. So a lot of tennis coming at you tomorrow as we get set for the U.S. Open next week. For Prakash and Nico, I'm Rob. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.